Have you ever spoken with a prospective client who, you know, you're on the phone with them at the end of the call, they're like, this sounds great. I just want to run this by my spouse first. If you've dealt with that, I want to show you exactly how to deal with that in the future so that you don't end up getting ghosted by someone who previously said they wanted to work with you. Welcome to the Health Burner Show. My name is Uriel Kim. If you're a health practitioner or coach looking to build a successful virtual health practice that allows you to help more people, make a lot more money, and enjoy a greater quality of life in the process, then this is the podcast for you to listen to. Let's dive in. Hey guys, what's up? Uriel Kamener, CEO and founder of Healthpreneur. We help health professionals and coaches just like you get more clients and scale their coaching businesses online without the grind. So you're speaking with a prospective client. They're on the phone with you. Everything's looking good until the end of the conversation. You reveal the price and they say to you, I need to run this by my husband first. And I'm going to use the context of female prospective clients specifically in this video because this is uh, typically a bigger issue for, for females. It's very, the way I look at this is number one, it's very frustrating because number one, okay, let me, let me go back. How to avoid that from happening. There's no perfect way because you'll still get people who say, no, it's just me. I'm the sole decision maker. And then at the end, they're like, ah, I actually have to run this by my husband. So here's three things to think about before the call. Number one on the application. Is there anyone else who needs to be on the phone with us to help you make a decision? Yes or no? Cool. Yes. Just make sure they're there. Okay. You can put that in like subtext. Before the call, in your reminder emails, by the way, if a spouse needs to be on the phone with us to help you make an informed decision, make sure they are there. Okay. So we're just like, let them know again. Beginning of the call with, you know, after you kind of set the agenda, before we jump in, is there anyone else like your spouse, for instance, if you're married, that would need to be on this call to be fully informed and to help you make a decision today? Nope, it's just me. Okay, so you're the sole decision maker when it comes to your body and your health. Yep, that's just me. Okay, so we've done what we can, right? We've had three touch points of like, make sure they're on the call, make sure they're on the call, make sure they're on the call. Nope, I'm the sole decision maker. So you have to have those things in place first, but it still happens. You get through the call, 45 minutes later, the person's like, yeah, I just got to run this by my husband. And you're like, what the fuck are you talking about? You just told me you just, what, right? Now, obviously you're not going to say that, but that's what you're thinking, right? And we, it's, you can't really call people out you know, overtly like that, but I'm going to give you a couple things to talk about here. So let's say that that happens. And the first thing to remember is reading between the lines. I talk a lot about this with our team and our clients. It's not what the person's saying. It's what they are meaning. I need to talk with my spouse. Someone who's committed to doing this is not going to talk with their spouse. They're in. Okay, so that's the perfect scenario. Talk with my spouse is the easiest exit out of a conversation and it completely removes the responsibility on that prospect onto someone else. This is worse than I need to think about it. This is like, I'm not even taking responsibility. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just pass the buck to that person. That's essentially what the, it is the least evolved version of a person um, in terms of the behavior to deal with an uncomfortable situation. They're like, I'm just going to talk to so-and-so. Or I'm going to go talk to the higher power. Or I'm going to go meditate on a rock for seven days. All of those answers are the same. I'm going to take this burden off my shoulders and I'm going to give it to someone else 
and I'm going to see what they have to say because I can't make a decision on my own because I'm not a grown-up yet. Now, they might be a grown-up. There's a lot of children still wearing adult clothing, we'll be honest. So they might be a grown-up, but they're not able to be honest with you or themselves. And so by getting out of an uncomfortable situation, i.e. having a conversation about what's really going on, about why they don't want to work with you, the easiest exit is not even I need to think about it. It's like, I'm just going to talk to so-and-so, okay? So you have to understand that that is the least... It's a cop-out. I'll just put it that way, okay? Now, there are... Listen, like, there are specific situations where, sure, like, it makes sense to have an informed conversation. You buy a house together. It's several million dollars. Let's have a conversation. We're talking about your prospective client's home, their own body. So this is where I get really heated up by this. All right, so you ready for some... All right, you ready for some goodies here? Okay, so you're talking to a female specifically, and I don't know any females who don't want to be more powerful, right? No, I'm a female, and I want to be 100% reliant and dependent on what my husband thinks I should do for my own body. Says no woman ever, at least not in the modern world. But that's exactly what they're doing in this conversation, okay? That's more or less what they're doing. So they say that to you on the phone. Hey, so first thing we do is we isolate we, sorry, we, we acknowledge and we isolate the objection. So I'm just going to, so cool. Totally understand. And I, I acknowledge that. I totally understand you want to speak with your, with your spouse. Other than that, is there any other reason you would not do this today? And they say, no, that's it. By the way, bullshit. Okay. I'm going to have like the little, the real voice and then like what they're saying voice. Okay. So, so, okay, cool. So you're okay with the payments. They say yes. Okay. Uh, you believe this can work for you. Number two. They say yes. Cool. And you can show up and do the work. They're like, yes. Cool. So they just told you everything they need to do to actually get results. So if that were the case, I'd be like, well, you just told me everything you need in order to make this work. So it sounds like we have, we have everything we need to get started other than your spouse's, your spouse's approval or permission, right? So you want to isolate the objection. Other than needing to talk to your spouse, is there any other reason you wouldn't do this? They say no. Cool with the payments. You believe this will work for you, etc. They're like, well, actually, it's the money. Let's talk about that. Cool. So now it's not about the spouse. It's about the money. But a lot of times, remember this, guys, it's never about the money. Even if they say it's about the money, it's about they don't believe this is going to work for you. I'll give you some, some, some clear examples about this. Okay, so you've started there we acknowledge and isolate so let's say no there's i just need to talk to my spouse great let me ask you this what if he says no well he wouldn't if that's what the person responds he wouldn't great so then why don't we do this now well i just you know we share bank accounts and it's a it's a respect thing and i just want to run this by him etc hey I totally understand that. I'm very similar with my wife as well, right? Like you don't need to lie. Just, you know, just acknowledge them, right? Make them feel understood in a, in a real genuine way. Um, let me ask you, are you looking for his permission or his support? No, I don't need his permission. I just want his support. Great. So I'm assuming he doesn't approve of your current situation, right? No, like 
I'm assuming he doesn't want you to be overweight and unhappy and lethargic. Is that is that would would that be fair to say? Yeah. So if you're looking for his support, wouldn't he want this for you? Yeah, I know, but so like we're asking questions and this prospect is going to get tripped up in their own web of lies. This so you have to understand that what people say is not what they mean. When someone says I need to talk with my my spouse, here's really what they mean is either I want to get out of this conversation, I'm going to use that as a scapegoat, or I have to run this by him because what if this doesn't work out again? And he's going to say, I told you so and get in my ear. I don't want to deal with that. That's a shot to my self-identity as a human. That has to be brought up, okay? Number two is I don't want him to be mad at me because I spent money and he wanted to buy a flat screen TV and I didn't ask him for permission first. So that is not going to, that's usually not going to come up in a conversation. So you can bring it up in a conversation. So let's say that they're like, yeah, I I understand that, but I still need to run this by him. Okay, but listen, I, and please, please do not take my persistence for pressure. I truly care about you. And I do believe that this can work for you. But I also know that if we get off the phone here, and there's no commitment or decision made, the likelihood of this working for you or us working together is closer to zero than it is to yes. Because I've been doing this a very long time and I've seen this scenario and this pattern over and over again. So let me ask you this. Is there any thought in your mind that your husband might get mad at you for making this decision without his blessing? Or you might be afraid, again, like you would wait for the answer there. They're like, no. Or could it be that You've tried some stuff in the past, as you had mentioned earlier in the call, and the last thing you want is for this not to work again and have him kind of hold that over you with that. Does that resonate with you at all? And it might or might, might not, okay? So you're just trying, you're asking questions here to get to the crux of why they need to get this person's permission or their support. If they're getting support, then just freaking do it anyways, and you'll just tell them afterwards, I need your support, I made the decision, that's the way it's gonna be. If they need his permission, now you have to tap into the self-identity piece. So no, I, I need his, like, he won't let me do this without permission. Okay, so now you have the opportunity to coach this person to become a higher version of themselves. Cool. So um, it's your body, right? You're not, like, he's not the one doing this. Like, you're the one doing this for your own health, for your own body. Are you okay with him making the decision about what's okay for your body? Now, this is a hard conversation to have, guys, and that's why being able to ask hard questions is going to make you a much better coach. This is not about being salesy. This is about being a human who cares about helping another human, about asking questions that cut to the truth. That's what this is about. It's not about pressure. It's about let's have the real conversation. Let's get to the truth. You're currently here because of the way things have been, right? Decisions you've made, actions, etc. And obviously you want different results, which means you have to change the way you're doing things. And I don't know any, again, I have no context of your relationship with your husband, nor am I here to give you any relationship advice. But again, I've been doing this for a very long time and I've worked with a lot of clients like yourself who knew they needed a bigger future and knew that what was currently working for them or what wasn't working for them, which is why they needed to change. But they have to, you have to step, they had to step into their power. They had to step into the higher version of themselves, the bigger version of themselves to get what they want to get, to become who they were capable of becoming. And sadly, that is never going to happen if your decision-making process is reliant on someone else 
giving you the final say. So looking back to the most successful version of yourself, what advice would your, that version of yourself give to you right now? The powerful version of yourself, the woman who is able to achieve what it is they want in life, to be healthy, vibrant, to be fully in command of their future. What would that version of you tell you right now? And when you start tapping into someone's self-identity like this, all of a sudden you empower them, not out of like hype, but you empower them to do what's right for them. Remember, we're not talking about buying a house. We're not talking about making a million dollar decision. We're not talking about even buying a car that's maybe a joint investment. We're talking about this this person's body, their body, irrelevant. Like what your spouse says is irrelevant. He should have no power over this. This is your body. This is you. You know you want this. Why are you going to let him tell you what you can and cannot do? So I think the the biggest opportunity in conversations around this topic is to empower women to become the fullest version of themselves because no woman wants to be a slave to their spouse. That's ridiculous, right? But remember, if they're saying that and you address this, then we've brought it to surface. And either that's the truth or they're using it as a scapegoat because they don't want to be in the conversation anymore. Which again, which is why I say I need to talk to my spouse is the easiest cop-out of the conversation because now it could be anything. Is it the money? Is it the whatever? I don't believe it's going to work, etc. So you have to be able to address the one issue. And the one issue all the time is I don't believe this is going to work because if it did, no amount of money would be too expensive. Right? If your kids were kidnapped and there was a ransom for $10 million, would you find the $10 million? You better believe it. Okay? Why, why, is that, why is that any different? Well, because I do anything for my kids. Well, you're telling me you won't do anything for yourself? Do you want that to be, do you want that to be the rest of your life? Maybe we can change that story right now. The good news is that it's not a $10 million ransom. It's a $2,000 investment. You know, whatever your price point is. So we have to be able to isolate the objection because I need to think about it, talk to my spouse, go meditate in a cave for seven days. Those are all bullshit excuses, okay? Don't buy the stories. The sale is always made. Either they buy your program because it's obviously in their best interest or you buy their story. That's it. And we're very good at telling people stories. We're very, very good at protecting ourselves from the truth. And I give a massive amount of respect to any prospect who is willing to engage in a dialogue to, to have this truthful conversation. For someone to say, you know what, like, I am a little bit worried about the payments. Okay, great. Thank you so much for sharing that with me. It says, you know, it says you're here, you want some help. Let's figure this out, right? So how do we make this work? Versus someone who's just like, ah, I got to go think about it for a year. Like, uh, no, you don't. You've been thinking about it for long enough. So do not, like, you want to have empathy, but you don't want to buy their stories because most of the stuff that's coming out of their mouths after you reveal the price is bullshit, unless they're telling you the same. The, 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 the real thing, which is, it's too expensive, but that's not the real thing. It's too expensive means I haven't shown you. If it's too expensive, hey, can I apologize? Because obviously I haven't done a good, good enough job showing you the value here. So out of curiosity, it's expensive compared to what? Well, it's compared to other stuff. Well, okay, so let's talk about that. And then ultimately it's going to come down to how do I know this is going to work? Because if you knew with a million percent certainty this, that this would work, would it be a lot of money? Like, and if it is, then obviously you don't really care about what it is you're saying you want. You want to drop 20 pounds? Obviously, it's not worth it to you because you wouldn't make the investment even if it was 100% guaranteed. So stop talking shit. 
or just say what it is, right? Just call it what it is. So you, as long as you, and this is, you know, I spend a good amount of time with our clients talking about this and our team as well, because it's not about being salesy, manipulative. Manipulation is doing something to someone that is not in their best interest. Coaching is asking questions that gets to the truth to help someone transform. So in our world, we call this coach to close. It's not about closing the sale. It's not about like commissions and shit like that. It's about opening a relationship, having an honest conversation that gets to the truth so that this person can truly be served. Why would someone book a call with you if they didn't want help? Now, they might come in with a certain price point in their mind, right? And then you have to just do a good job at showing them why what they were thinking is just not realistic and why your price is still inexpensive. Like it's only expensive if it doesn't work. It's only expensive if it doesn't work. And very often the cheapest solution is the most expensive one because it usually doesn't work. And so anyways, hopefully this, you know, this random conversation has given you a little bit of context about how you can deal with, I need to talk to my spouse and some kind of one-liners and questions you can use. But at the end of the day, hopefully you understand what's really being said, which is, I don't want to fail again. And someone tell me, I, I told you so, or I don't want them to get pissed off. Or I'm just looking for an easy way out, right? And if you can address all three of those, when you raise the objection, you control the objection. If someone's like, hey, I just need to talk to my spouse, be like, hey, totally understand that. Other than that, is there anything else? No, listen, can I be honest with you? I've been doing this for a very long time. When I hear that, what I end up finding out is that a lot of times they just want to get out of an uncomfortable conversation. Is that what's happening here? No, 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 no. I really want to talk to my spouse. All right, so maybe that's bullshit but at least we can address it, right? And when you address things, you can take control of the of the situation a little bit more, right? So anyways, um, if that's helpful for you, just let me know in the comments below. If you like this kind of stuff, happy to share more kind of coaching conversations uh, that can support you in your enrollment calls because if you let them go, you let them down. And I don't, I don't know about you, but you know we have a saying in our business, which is 99% in is closer to no than it is to yes. Because I've seen it way too many times where someone's like, no, 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 like I'm, I'm totally in. I just need to look at my finances. Bullshit. I just need to talk to so-and-so. Bullshit. No, no, if you knew you were in, if you knew this is everything you wanted, you would get started now. So what's missing? Let's talk about that. Everything else is just fluff. It's a waste of time, okay? And the better you get at this, the better you will be at helping people. It's not about enrolling people on the spot because some people just, you have to, they take time, right? They take time to make a decision. And you know, hopefully in this process, you can guide them to making a decision that is right for them. Your goal in these conversations is to help them make the right decision for them. It's not to pressure them into doing something that isn't in their best interest. If you know you don't want to work with this person and you know you can't help them, you're not even going to have this conversation. What I'm sharing with you here is for someone who's like, I'm a 10 out of 10. I really want to do this. I just need to talk this to my spouse. Okay. If someone's like, uh, I don't know, like conversation's dead. The only time we're going down this rabbit hole is, for, is with people who said like, I want to do this, but everyone else, just don't waste your time, okay? Anyways, if this has been helpful for you, you know the deal. Drop me some love, what you like best about this in the comments below. And if you haven't already, hit the subscribe button, the little bell notification thingamajig, whatever that is. Um, yeah, got tons of other stuff coming your way. Thanks for watching. I appreciate your time and attention and I'll see you in the next video. If you've enjoyed today's episode, be sure to subscribe to the Healthpreneur Show podcast. And while you're there, 
I'd really appreciate it if you left a five-star rating or review if you feel it merited that. At the same time, if you'd like to connect with me, the best place to do so is on Instagram. You can find me. I am at healthpreneur. And be sure to tune in and subscribe to our YouTube channel on YouTube. Just search healthpreneur and you'll find all of our great videos there as well. That's all for today. I appreciate your time and your attention. Keep doing the meaningful work that you are doing. And I look forward to seeing you in the next episode.